prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for this day. Thank you for this great opportunity. And Lord, we appreciate you so much. And we do not take you for granted. No, you're so awesome. And you love us so much. And you promised, you promised us that you would never leave us nor forsake us. So in every situation, every circumstance, we're trusting and leaning and depending on you, knowing that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ever ask or think. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 So I just, first of all, I want to welcome our guests here for the first time. Uh, we have, uh, so in, uh, if you're the first time visiting here at Kingdom MC, I'm glad you came. Uh, and so uh, I appreciate you so much. And for those who are not members here, but you come on a regular basis, uh, you visit, uh, so we appreciate you all as well, and thank you all for coming back a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh time, and so we just love you for it. Amen? Uh, so the message today uh, is, uh, the title of the message is The Seat of Power. Everybody said The Seat of Power. That's the title of the message. The title of the message is The Seat of Power, and so I want you guys to understand, so as we leave here today, uh, I want you to leave here understanding who you are and, um, and where the power resides. And I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt um, that you are magnificent and you are wonderful and you are awesome and God knew it, right? And so God never, ever makes mistakes and he always have a purpose. And God wants to move this place um, into a place where uh, everybody is loved. And everybody's cared for. Now, the issue we have is that a lot of people who don't know who they are uh, in the kingdom of God, they don't move uh, uh, like God wants them to move uh, because the light switch has not been turned on. So when it talks about believing in God, uh, what happens is you believe it so much so that you turn him over uh, to the Lord of your life. And so then you allow God to really use you as a vehicle or vessel, or conduit to make a difference in the life of people and in this world. And then once we do that, uh, it changes the chemistry uh, in our brain. Uh, and it does something for us, uh, because when that light switch flips, it feels so good um, when we do things for others, and we see that God is being manifested uh, because of it. Now, I want you to know the kingdom of God uh, and God is sovereign. In his mission in the kingdom, Jesus said this way, when you pray or when you have a communication with God and you talk to God, uh, he said, and I want you to pray. Remember, that this is Jesus talking, teaching us how to pray. He said, pray that, that the kingdom will come and God's will be done on earth just like it is in heaven. And so his mission, uh, God's mission was for the kingdom of heaven uh, to be manifested on the earth. Now, we know that because Jesus told us that uh, in Scripture when he says, when you pray, pray to the Father that the kingdom will come and his will be done on earth like it is in heaven. Now, Jesus, when you read John 1 and 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. So then as Jesus comes, and he is really the mind of God and the manifestation of God, he comes into the earth uh, in human form to really show us the power and the magnificence of God and letting us know that this earth is important. Now, we have a group of people 
um, in this world who just think this earth is no good and they, they don't uh, want to be here and it's the worst place in the world. Uh, they want to go to heaven, but they don't want to die, right? But their mission is to get to heaven, and this place is such a terrible place. But when they get sick, man, they try to spend all their money to get to the doctor so they can stick around a little longer, even though they don't like it here. That's what they say, right? But I want you to know uh, th this place is where God intended for you to be. This is not your home. Your home is in heaven, and, and we come down here as a spirit really to move on behalf of God. So that's when God talked to us, and he said that uh, I'm going to create mankind in my image, in my likeness, because I really want to influence the earth, right? But I want to influence through the earthlings, right? Through these people, the spirit, but they're earthlings, right? So I want you to understand who you are. Now, how does God reside? Does he reside? Is God who he say he is? And what is it in our life, right? Now, understand something. Uh, God is here. Everybody say God is here. Now, now, listen to me. God is here, right? And it's important because it says he lives in you, right? So God is here and he lives in you, right? Now, people are going to tell you a lot of stuff, but uh, God operates in you and through you and as you, right? And so it's so important for us to understand that. Otherwise, uh, we're going to go about, we're going to be doing things, and we're going to be doing them all randomly and crazy and not understand what's going on. But when the light switch turns on and we believe that God lives in us, then how we interact with people changes, right? Uh, so how we see people changes, right? Because God judged us based on our relationship with him, right? And, and because our relationship with him is going to dictate how we interact with people, right? In this world, uh, I believe, this is me, I believe it based on scripture, that God intended for us to work in relationship with each other and love each other and care for each other and work together in this earth. That's why Jesus said, Lord, make them one as we are one, right? Uh, it's important that we have the mind of Christ, right? And so we're going to talk about that and understand where the seat of the power. So I believe in all my heart, with everything inside of me, in this kingdom, and uh, this kingdom is controlled by God, right? And God is not here, but he's here, right? So he resides there, but his spirit also resides inside of us, right? And, and, and a lot of times we don't talk about that, but we, we talk about, well, I have the Holy Spirit. Well, that's God in us. Right? And so we're going to kind of show you in Scripture where that is. And I want you to feel good about who you are. And quit judging uh, yourself, man, based on what somebody else said about you. Right? Don't, don't, don't judge based on what somebody else said about you. Judge yourself based on your relationship with God. Not with someone else. People have their opinion. That's just their opinion. But your relationship with God is what matters because people need to know what God looked like and what he feels like and what he acts like. And it's going to happen in through you, right? And so uh, we're going to talk about that, right? Uh, now go to the next slide. Now, now stick your head above the screen for a second so I can see your face. Do I just do this? All right, when I do this, move the slide because he can see me, but I can't see him, right? So, so now, so the seat of power is the mind. The seat of power is the mind, all right? And that's important for you to understand that. Now, 
So God resides in us, but he resides in us, man, through our mind, right? Uh, and it's so important. Now, some people are going to argue that, but I want you to know something. Uh, whatsoever a man thinketh, right, of uh, things that happen, if you believe, you have to believe based on what you think. You can't believe in God uh, without your mind, right? And I, the story of the woman with the issue of blood, because she touched his garment, she believed that if she could touch it, she was healed. Now, Jesus didn't heal her. Uh, he said, your faith healed you. So the power was in her, but she didn't realize it. So she went for 38 years moving around trying to find it when it was already inside of her. So when she believed it, then it happened. They did some research, and they had a person do a knee replacement surgery, um, Sister Knox, and they had two people do a, this is actual fact, they had two people do a total knee replacement surgery, and so one was uh, arthroscopic, so they went in with three uh, needles, and they went in, and not, it wasn't a knee replacement, it was a, some uh, tissue, some, yeah, meniscus stuff. And so one of them, uh, they did a fake surgery. So they asked the family, and they got the permission from the family to do the surgery. And the family said, yes. They said, this is going to be a fake. It's going to be a placebo. Help me out. Placebo surgery. All right. Now, so they did this surgery. One, they did an actual surgery, Shayla. But the other one, they didn't. They just made some puncture, and the person thought they had the surgery. And both of them got up from the surgery and claim the surgery a success. Right? What happened? Because they believed that the surgery had taken place. And the woman believed it so much, because it was a female, she believed it so much that she moved as though she was healed. Your mind is so powerful, uh, and what's going on? God, everything about you uh, is already operating inside of you. But we often look on the outside for answers when the answer is within. So God is trying to work with you uh, from the inside out, not from the outside in. So if I can change, watch this. If I can change the way you think, I can change the way you feel. I can even change the way you dress. I can change the way you talk if I change the way you think. Right? So some people, uh, they believe they're smart, so they move like they're smart, right? And everybody believes they're smart, even though they don't have any education, right? Uh, uh, because they believe this so much, they start to act like it. And so they go around and they move as though they already have it. And they can take people with doctoral degrees and all that, and they can make them believe they have it. Because they believe who they are, and they believe in themselves. Well, here's the thing. So because God is inside of us, and he's working in us, God don't make no mistakes. Right? He don't, he don't make any mistakes. Uh, now, now here's, here's the deal. All right? Okay, now I'm going to do this again. There you go. That's my guy. Yeah, I love him, right? So the mind is so powerful that Jesus was able to raise the dead before he could change the mind of the Jewish leaders. The Jewish leaders, man, even though um, that Jesus was able to do miracles and all that, 
in their mind, they did not believe he was the Messiah, so he could not do nothing to change their mind. But there were some people, there was a guy that was a tax collector who knew he was a sinner. He believed that Jesus was the Messiah. He believed this so much that he gave up everything he had, right, and he paid back what he had taken from people. He, because he believed that he was the Messiah, he changed his behavior. Right? So at one point, he believed something, and he was cheating people out of their money. Jesus came into his life, convinced him that he was the son of God, and he was one of God's children, and he had came into the faith, and he wanted to walk. He believed so much, he changed his life. Right? And so it's important. Now, I want you to hear this now. The mind was so powerful that Jesus, because they did not believe, right, they couldn't be delivered, right? That's why I say sometimes a man cannot uh, minister in his own hometown because sometimes people just don't believe what you say is true because they saw you grew up in that community. And you can go across town and everybody think you're the greatest. And what's the difference? The difference is over here they were waiting on you with expectation. Over here they knew you was a bum. You know, some places I go, I don't care where I go, I'm going to always be stew man. Right? And then there's some places you know, I go and they reverence me. Right? And so, and they heard me on Facebook and, and they heard me and they can't wait to meet me. And I, Pastor, I've been hearing about you. And some people say, that know me like, man, that's stew man. Right? Uh, but somebody else believed this so much, man, they said, man, I can't get, to, I got to get to your church. I, I just got to get there, right, uh, because they believe. Now, this is important. Now, so your mind is that powerful. Everybody said my mind. Now, so that means I'm, I have the ability to change my circumstances. I, I, I have the ability to change it. So I, I, I don't need you to tell me what I need to do because I've already got God working inside of me telling me I can do. Because I can do all things. Through Christ, that strengthens me, right? So I believe that Jesus of 2,000 years ago is the one that's residing in us now. I think he's in us now. I think he's working in us now, right? Uh, right now, if he didn't, uh, then some of us would be pure hellions. If it wasn't, if it wasn't for him working inside of us now, there's no way we would do what we do. We'll still be hustling. We'll still be beating you out. We'll still be beating you out of everything and taking advantage of you. But I refuse to now because of Jesus that lives in me. That I'm a new creature. All things have passed away. And I, what changed? What, what, what changed? They said, well, God changed me. Did he change me? How? Because he came into my mind. And I, and, this, and, I, and I saw different. I believed different, so I behaved differently. My mind was changed. Right? If I think I'm poor, I'll be poor. I don't care how much money they put in my pocket. I don't care what they do. I'm going to squander it away because I think I'm poor. Right? Uh, because I believe it so much. Uh, but if I believe, um, you know, it's, it's like... Uh, if I'm ble it's like uh, Brother Brad, right? So Brother Brad, 
um, is really conscious of finances, right? So he believes so much, man, he don't just go out and just donate money over where. Uh, he don't give money over here. He, don't, he taught classes, Dave Ramsey classes, and he believed in that system so much that it got him debt-free. He, he believed in what, and he believed in it so much that he was able to teach it to other people and was trying to convince them to listen, if you just believe what I'm telling you and what I'm teaching you, your life would be different. But some people never, ever get out of debt because they don't believe it. It's not that they can't do it. They just don't believe it. They say, well, I mean, I just can't say that kind of money. I, I just can't do it like this. I, I just got to have me a dress. Right? Uh, so they never, ever change their situation. They said, well, God going to change. You know, God says, listen, I'm in your mind. If you don't change the way you think, don't you expect me to come down and work a miracle? Because the miracle's already operating inside of you. You just got to flip the switch. It's like praying. Uh, we pray and we pray and we want God. What's happening is, uh, I heard someone say one time, this is uh, uh, praying. He said, you, you're praying and, and you're hoping something will happen. And I'm praying that this happens, and so I think it's going to happen, uh, uh, but I don't believe it's going to happen. Right? Uh, uh, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I got to first believe it's going to happen. Then I got to start doing some things that make it happen. But if, if, if the evidence of whether I believe or not is what I do. Uh, I can't. That's why Jesus, some of you all serve me with your lips, but you don't believe me for real. You're just talking. He said, even though I'm inside of you, you don't believe I'm really, you don't believe who you are. You still think you're that person that everybody said was nothing. And I'm telling you, you somebody. Are you, but you don't understand my situation. God said, man, I've created you. I, I knew you before you knew you. And I'm telling you what you can do. And you have to believe. Go to the next slide. Now, now, now watch this here. You are who you believe you are. Well, where does the belief come from? It's got to come from your mind. Right? You are who you believe you are. Right? Now, if, if I don't believe God is inside of me, then he, I'm going to move like he's not. I'm going to move like he's not. Uh, I, I'm going to do things that I know is not right. Because I don't believe that. Some people say, man, I can't believe that that person did that. And, uh, and they're supposed to be saved. It's not that. It's that they just don't believe, but it's just this is the place to be. Right? Or they don't believe. You say, well, how can a pastor do all this here and then and, 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 and think they can get away with it? It's because they don't believe what the Bible says. They don't believe Scripture, so they'll go around and manipulate people knowing what the Scripture says. So they don't believe that God will do what he say he's going to do until he do it. Right? And, and I'm telling you that. Right? Now, uh, I'll go to the next slide, Nari. Now, it says, the mind is a what? Listen to me. Your mind is so fragile, but it's a terrible thing to just waste away. Because it is the vehicle, man, that God is going to use to change the world. Th things that happen in this world happen through people and through the mind and the creativity in people. He said, no, God don't work that way. Well, don't go to your therapist. Don't go to your doctor. Don't go to your financial advisor. 
Just call on God. Sit at home and just call on the Lord. God said, now listen, I'm going to work, but I, I'm going to work through people. And you got to believe in the people you're going to. He said, now listen, and you got to believe that I'm working through them so much so that you got to change what you do as you interact with them. He said, you can't just uh, wish for something and then don't do nothing. So don't sit here and just waste away because your mind is too important. This is God's, this is his uh, uh, canvas. If you want to see the beauty of God, look in the inside of the brain of people. And you get to see how beautiful God is. You are, how artistic you are, how brilliant, intelligent, the things you're able to do. It's people in this room, you know, I was messing with a, a vet, and, you know, and vet, and I was teasing her about her going to school. We said Bible study, and I was her going to school to braid hair. And I was telling her, oh, she went to school, and you did a good job doing all this training, how they taught you how to do all this stuff. And she's a pastor. You know, you know, Margaret going to slip in, too. You know, Margaret, Margaret knew I was off. Margaret said, the pastor, she didn't go to school. I said, point well taken. So who gave her the brilliance? Who taught this baby how to braid hair so good she can really make a million dollars braiding hair because people do it? Who gave her that gift? Where did it come from? How, how can she take a little baby and sit her down with a nappy head and she turn out looking like a queen? How? Now listen, because uh, God can take her hand and let, use her hands to transform the whole life of, and the energy and the vibration and the energy of a person. God said, I'm going to work through them. I'm going to work through her. And when they get up, they're going to feel so good. About, God said, this is going to be me working through her. But I need to use her. So I gave her this gift, and she didn't have to go to school to get it. He said, because it came from me. And most things is already in us. We just go to school to fine-tune it. Right? I'll go to the next slide, Nari. Now, there's nothing more powerful than the human will. The will is so powerful that it can go against God. Right? The, the human, go to the next slide. Now, that's no, nothing. Now, this is important. God himself don't control the human will. And listen to this. The nature of the will implies self-control. Everybody say self-control. All self-control is? It comes from your mind. Self-control is you. Right? The will controls your destiny. Right? Uh, I got I to gotta know where I'm going. I got to see it in my mind before I see it in real life. If I can't visualize it in my mind, I almost can't achieve it. I got to know where I'm going before I can head that way. Right? And then here, so the seat of the will is your conscious and your subconscious mind. That's how powerful your mind is. Your mind. Now listen, most of us uh, walk around and we angry and we don't know why we angry. We're angry because of what somebody told us 25 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 12 years ago. Somebody told us you're not going to be nothing. You're just like your daddy. He ain't no good, and you ain't going to be no good. You're just like your mama, right? It's called generational curse. Your grandmama was like this here, and your mom was like this here, and you like this here. And you believe this so much, you start to act just like that. 
not realizing that they were just a vehicle that God used to bring you here because you really was creating his image, not theirs. But because somebody told you this, you start to act like it, and you say, it's my mama's fault. So I, I want to blame other people when God created us in his image, in his likeness, right? So our subconscious is over here, so we got to operate in our conscious mind. We can't let what happened in our past run our life. We got to live in our present moment. But watch this here. Your, sub, your conscious mind feeds your subconscious mind, right? And that's why you got to be careful what you watch. You got to be careful what you listen to. I know you think you're powerful enough. You can handle it. You are a plum fool if you think McDonald's going to spend $20 million on a commercial, man, and not get $40 million back. They're not going to spend $20 million if they don't think you're going to buy a hamburger. Right? That's why some countries ban advertisement because they know they can influence the way you think. I was telling my wife, they got a movie coming out now on Disney, and it almost turned my stomach. Right? And in the movie, I just saw a clip of it. It's about these kids that's going to the North Pole to rob the North Pole. Right? And, and it looked funny, I say, except they're trying to change the mind of kids. So you're making kids robbers, and you plant that seed in their head, and, you, and, and all of a sudden they get down from their conscious into their subconscious, and once they get down their subconscious, you can push a button and it automatically plays. That's why some of you all got to church and you don't even know how you got here, because you said, man, I was thinking about something else, but you're an autopilot. So they download stuff. So the television, everything you listen to, all the music, everything has an impact on your brain. It's trying to impact everything. I'm trying to get you. Uh, there's certain music uh, at certain frequencies. Those people know anything about music know a little better than me. There's certain music uh, that I can put on and, and it make uh, Katara uh, started praise dancing now, and she ain't got her clothes on. She'll hit a move in a chair. Because there's a frequency, man, they can hit, and the vibration of it, and whatever frequency, it can affect your body. Raise your hand if you've ever been to a house party. Right. And you go to the house party, man, it's how many things, but and you, if you got a good DJ, you go into the house party next week. Because the DJ, man, know what music to hit, and they know because everything's different, because we're energy, and we're vibration. And they hit that thing, and effect, and watch this, it creates a memory. There's a song called uh, the, the Bigger the Party, the Smaller Club, the Smaller Club, the Bigger the Party. What is it called? Yeah, so, and, and so I heard the song, and the first time I heard the song, uh, 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 I called my auntie in Mississippi. Now, I'm 62 years old. Uh, when I was 18 years old, I went to Mississippi, and there was a place called The Hut. And in The Hut, it was a little bitty club, but it was a big party. And as soon as I heard that song, it took me right back to The Hut. So I called my, my auntie over 40 years later and said, do you remember? You got to hear this song. And I played it. She said, oh, man, we was at The Hut. <laughs> right? And I remember, boy, we turned that thing out. Right? And we started talking. He said, oh, yeah, we was on the phone for 30 minutes. Right? All of a sudden, it brought back all the memories. Now, hit me out. Don't you miss this here, right? Because it was already implanted in my mind. 
It was already, it was already. See, stuff you're putting in your mind, you think it don't mean nothing now. But later on, it may show up. You've been downloading it and downloading it. People are not downloading it for nothing. The enemy is not downloading it for nothing. Right? Uh, that's what he's doing. So you got to realize, why is God keep trying to download his frequency inside of you? That's why he told you, meditate on it day and night. So you can get this thing in your system. He says, so you can be me. So people can see what love really looks like in real. Because some people don't understand. They're only going to see God and love through you. He said, be careful what you're thinking about. Go to the next slide. I better get through this thing. I got nine minutes, I promise you. I'm going to be done today by 12, 15, but I promise you. If I'm not, pray for me. Okay, now, so the will is the faculty of choice of decision, watch this, by which we determine which action we'll perform. But everything, now watch this. Go to the next slide, because this next got to make sense to you. So in Philippians 2 and 5 and 6, here I take a picture of it. Put it on your screen. I know you guys know it, but I want you to get this. Download it. Kids, download it. Write it up. Take a picture with your phone. It's the only time you get to use your phone, right? Take a picture, right? Here what it says. Let this mind be in you. Watch this here. Which was also in Christ Jesus, right? Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be what? Now listen to me. You got to have the same mindset that Jesus had. He had the mind of God. He was operating as God. Right? He says, and he didn't think it robbery to be equal with God because God was working in him. And the reason why, because he knew that in order for me to move the way I had to move, man, I had to give me up to him. So I had a mindset to, to be like God so I can change the world, right? And I'm going to make this make sense to you in a minute, right? Go to the next scripture, all right? Watch Galatians. And because we are his what? God has sent what? Now, I want you to hear me well. God has sent the spirit of his son. Who is his son? Now, listen. Now, you hear me well. Remember I said Jesus 2,000 years ago is residing in you now? Listen, all right? God has sent the spirit of his son into our what? Our heart is our subconscious. He's downloaded in our conscious and our subconscious. Watch this here. This is a good part. What does it say? Prompting us to do what? Call out and have this intimate relationship with God. Then he says this. Now you are no longer slaves, but God's own what? Child. And since you are his child, God has made you what? Now... You are in the same position that Jesus was in. Right? And you're in this position. Now, I know you guys don't believe it. I got so I got to prove it. Right? And, but it's important to understand because you got to know who operating in you. Right? And because everything that happens in this world is going to happen through us. Now, for those who are super deep and we're on a spiritual high, right, I want you to think about when you're doing stuff for people while you're doing it and what's causing you to do it, right? Now, if you don't think he's working inside, what make you chip? What makes you so nice? What makes you take time and put people on the computer and send scripture to everybody else? Why are you doing this? 
Why would God have you give scripture to different people so you can change their life, so they can have a better relationship with him? So who working through you? Who's in your mind to make you think about who else can I send this scripture to? Right? And now, now, now go to the next slide, Nari. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think. Everybody say think. All the things come from your mind. Think about sinful things. How, what do you mean you think? What are you thinking? In your mind. Everybody say my mind. Right? Some of us got dirty old men, dirty old women. And dirty young women. You got a dirty mind. Right? And now, that's because you're operating on your sin nature. You're thinking about your sin nature. You're thinking about, but those who are thinking about God, mind is on God. And so I'm thinking about God. So I see you as God. And watch this here. Right? Watch the second person. Who controlled by the Holy Spirit? But those who are what? But those who are what? Those who are what? Those who are what? Controlled by what? By God in you. You've been controlled by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of the departed one. Who is the spirit of Jesus living inside of us. That's why Jesus said, just hang around. He's going to send an advocate. I know you don't want me to leave, but somebody's coming after me. Right? And he's going to live in you. And then now, the very work I do, you'll be able to do and do even greater works. Only if you believe it, though. But if you don't believe it, then you'll never be able to do it. So a lot of us are living beneath who we are. Right? Then he goes on and says, so letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. Right? And then he says this. But letting the spirit, everybody said the Holy Spirit, control your what? Your mind leads to life and peace. What is it going to control? That spirit is going to control your mind. It's got to come inside of you to control you. Because really, on the, and for real talk, nothing on the outside really has no power unless you let it on the inside. I promise you. I don't care who it is. I don't care how much advice they give you. You can have the greatest whatever, and I don't care who. You can have the greatest parents in the world, and they can be so awesome. If you don't believe me, ask some of us who have children, right? We have children, right? And we think we influence our children because we do nice things, and they still do what they what? Until they decide that they want to do what we want them to do, then they're going to do what we want them to do. But they're not doing what we want. They're doing what they want to do. Right? So now, when it says, but letting the spirit control your mind. So the spirit of God has got to get inside it and it's got to control the way we think. You can't control something from the outside. You got to control it inside. You got to get inside their head. That's why people that's in situation, sex trafficking and all that, and they have an opportunity to leave, they can put them on the corners and do all this here. And the girls and the guys who go out there on the corner, they have opportunity to leave, but they won't leave. You know why? Because they got their mind. When I got your man, mind, I don't have to change your body. Because I get you to do whatever you want. I can make you turn on your parents. 
the people that love you the most, right? But just imagine if you let God resonate in you and you move as though he's moving inside of you. And so now, how can I get depressed when God is the, at the helm and God is running the show? He told me I can do it then. All things. Go to the next slide, Nari. Right? But there is another power within me. Watch this here. Right? That is at war with my what? So there's another power that's at war in my, everybody said mind. Something seemed to be fighting for my mind. To see the power. Why? Because if I can get your mind, I got you. You know, I tease Tiara. She's my, my office administrator. And I tease Tiara, and I come in off and I mess with her, but I already got her. I got her mind already. I got her in the palm of my hand, right? I got her. She can't go nowhere. She can't even slip away. She tried to ease that door. She can't leave. She come back in and give me a hug, right? What happened is uh, because I loved her and I showed her who God was and the spirit in me connected with the God spirit in her, she knew it was legit. Her mama called me and said, we're going to call you Papa Durant. Now, listen, y'all laughing, but that says something. When the mother comes back because of your interaction with the daughter, and so we're going to call you Papa Duran, that Papa means something. That's a lot of honor. People don't just put that on their daughters. They don't, they don't just put that. So, so that means something inside of you, right? They saw something inside of you, the God in you, and the God in you connected with them. And you got to have their, that's like I was talking to a vet, and vet was dealing with a young lady, and she worked hard to try to get this girl some. And I told her she can't take the altar. I said, "Vet, you, 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 girl, you all right, right?" Because she was menacing the whole time, and she's working with this girl so she can get a place to live. And she was working hard. It was God in her. She would call me on the phone and say, "Pastor, I'm doing this here, and I know somebody over here, and I'm gonna call this person over here, and they're gonna do this here, and they're gonna get this." She was working not for her because she already had her place, her job, her everything else. She was trying to get it for somebody else. So God says, I'm going to work through you. So her mind was, how can I be a blessing to her? That's how you got to be. So God want to work in you, right? Now, and I'm, I'm, I'm done. Everybody stand to your feet because I said 15 minutes, and I'm going to finish it up next time, all right? Because I promise y'all going to get you out of here. I know y'all want me to finish. I know y'all excited. I'm coming back. Everybody's here coming back. Go to the next slide, Nari, so I can close this thing out. I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes, everybody believe, anyone who believes in me will do the same work, right, I've done, and even what, greater work, because I'm going to be with the Father. Jesus said, I'm, now listen to me, for those who don't believe in this, right, Jesus says, I'm leaving here, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. I'm going away, and but when I leave, I'm with you now, but when I leave, right, something's coming back, and when it comes back, I've been around you, but now something's going to come, and what's inside of me is not going to be inside of you. So the God that's inside of me is not going to be the God inside of you. He said, now watch this. I tell you the truth, anyone who believes it, though, if you don't believe it, Stephanie, it ain't so. Right? I got to believe who I am. When you get up, you look in the mirror, look in the mirror and say, I'm somebody. 
Right? I, I want you to look in the mirror and, and fix your hair, brush your teeth, you know, goggle your breath, put on your eye on your shirt. Don't leave the house looking crazy. You represent the king. Uh, when, you, when you go out, you're waiting to interact with somebody, man, so they can really know what he looked like. Right? Because I'm about to do some work, man, was greater than what Jesus did. Because watch this here. Because now my very thought process is going to be the thought process of God. Uh, he's going to be working through me. Right? And, and I'm the vehicle that he's using. Not just me, but you as well. What's that? Yes. Yes, you. Yes, you. Yes. Let's bow our heads. Lord, thank you. I, I thank you for, uh, for being so kind and so awesome. And Lord, it's hard for us to, to receive that you're living inside of us. But you told us that we receive power after the Holy Spirit that comes on. And the Holy Spirit is there. It's just got to be active. We just got to believe it. And so we can move differently so people can feel your presence. They can feel your power. Thank you for giving me another chance to say yes. Yes to be your representative in the earth. Yes to love like you. Yes to care like you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for all the resources you gave me. All the friends, all the people, the people in the job, the people, everybody who came alongside me. When I felt like I didn't have nothing, you showed up through somebody. And you showed me love. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for allowing me to show up in people's life. Oh, God, I appreciate you so much. And I ask you to bless them right now in the name of Jesus. There are people out there who are just struggling. They're struggling, Lord, because uh, people have been telling them things that's not true about them. Lord, touch right now in the name of Jesus. Give them strength. Make them new. Oh, we love you so much. Give them an opportunity. to be a blessing, not only in their own life, but in the life of others as well. Reveal yourself to them even the more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Now, that was half the message. I just ended short. I said, I ain't going to 1230 today. So I'm, I'm, I'm in it. It's going to get better and better and better. So you don't want to miss uh, part two and part three. It's going to be it's really good. When I get done showing you how God is working through you, I promise you your life will never be the same. So the altar is open for those who like prayer. They want somebody. Can I get the prayer words to come up? Want to join? Hey, for those who gave uh, last week, thank you so very much. You guys were blessing. But we were down $2,200 in the offering last week. I don't know what happened. I know it was going into Thanksgiving, so y'all wanted to buy a turkey, right? But we can't do ministry except through you. Right? So we want you to make a sacrifice right? and continue to make sacrifices for God. Remember, God's going to bless us. Right? There's no gimmicks. We don't promise you nothing. We just say we just want to do ministry. And there's so many people can give you a testimony how we've come alongside people and, and really help people. 
And we can only do it, man, because of what you did. So thank you all for what you're doing. But we ask you all to continue to be a blessing to the church so the church can be a blessing to the community. Amen? Amen? Amen. So, Lord, I wish you to bless the offering. Lord, bless everyone because everyone has something to give. Everyone has something to give. Everyone has something to give. So, Lord, we ask you to touch their hearts. Let them be generous in their giving, knowing that they can't outgive you, that you give it back to them, good measure, pressed down and shaken together. Watch this here, Lord. I want them to hear this, that men would give unto their bosom, that you would bless people to bless them. Thank you, in Jesus' name. As we leave this place, whenever your presence, be with us, guide our hearts, give us traveling mercies. Lord, let us drive carefully out there because the roads are slippery. Let us not be in a hurry to go nowhere. Lord, let us take our time. Remember, there's people out there that's nervous and scared, so we got to pay attention. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Consider yourself dismissed. God bless you all. For those who like prayer, the altar is open for prayer.